So hello and welcome along to episode 85 of Destination Tokyo and today someone who's actually been in Tokyo this week. It's Mark Shardlow here with 10 minutes of daily Olympic and Paralympic chat. So today's guest then, he's one of those athletes who's sharing their journey, hopefully to Tokyo with us. So if you go through the back catalogue, you can find all about his story and what he's been up to so far. It's para triathlete George Peasgood. Hi, George. Hi, Mark. How are things? Yeah, good. So how about you? Competed in Japan, in Yokohama, which is like neighbouring uh, city to Tokyo last weekend. Uh, and you won, which is fantastic. Yep. How was the whole experience? <laughs> uh, yeah, the experience was, it was really good to get out there and get racing again. Um, obviously, it's very different to what was normal racing before with quarantining and kind of being a hotel bound bar a few activities today. Um, so it was very di- different and very weird, but kind of everyone out there competing had to do the same thing. Um, so it's all kind of fair in that sense, but it was just great to be back out and racing again. To be honest, it was it's been a it's been a long time and it's been a long a long 15, 18 months or so. Uh, I'd like to talk about like uh, the the non racing stuff in a moment, but let's talk about your win first, which yeah. is uh, which is fantastic. Uh, it's a great Philip ahead Thank of you. the games. You beat the current Paralympic champion, I believe. And yeah, reigning first win champion. for what, for a couple of years as well. Yes, I think it was my first World Series win for three, four years. Um, yeah, and it was the yeah, first time I've ever actually beaten Martin as well. Um, but we both didn't have ideal races, but at the end of the day, it's one day, one race. And yeah, it was, it was just great to see him as well and see all my other competitors, like because we're, we're friends off the circuit as well. It's just as soon as the gun goes off, then it's fairly competitive. And you've been talking about on this podcast during lockdown, working on your running. So I suppose this was the first test of it. Yeah. How did it go? Were you happy? Uh, yes and no. So I actually had a bit, of, a bit, of, a little bit of a niggle, kind of um, three days before the race, um, one of my prep runs. So I didn't run from then till the race, and it was nowhere near where I hoped my run would be. But it's still. I think on the course, it was still like a minute quicker than when I raced that same course in 2018 or 2019. So it is, it's shown improvement, but it's nowhere near the level I kind of want it to be yet. So it's just even more exciting to see where, where things could go from here as well. Fantastic. Can we talk about the whole experience? Um, yeah. About definitely. flying to uh, Tokyo. Um I mean, I've not been in a plane, and I think many of us haven't been in yeah. a plane for months and months and months. Was it empty? Do you get like five rows yourself so you can stretch out? How, how was that experience? <laughs> well, we didn't actually get. It was quite a full plane to be honest, because um, we had to fly in through a specific airport, Tokyo Narita, and fly on landing on a specific day as well. Uh, so we had to go through Paris, and it turns out I think ninety five percent of the European triathletes racing in Yokohama wanted the same flight. So it was just. It was a flight full of literally everybody in triathlon you could name them. Um, so it was, yeah, it was very busy. The film selection was worse. I'll give you that much because obviously not many films have been out. Didn't anticipate yeah, that point. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bit weird having to wear a mask for the whole time. Um, travel was a bit longer and stuff, but it wasn't too dissimilar to normal. I now remember why I don't like being so tall. Like leg room isn't great on a plane, but... That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking you might have five seats to yourself, but that clearly didn't happen. No, <laughs> no unfortunately not. Yeah, and then it's a, uh, from memory, Narita is, is quite a trek from uh, that airport to Yokohama. So do you get the train for that or is the coaches? Yeah, there's uh, coaches. I think they're about an hour, hour and a half. 
stuff. Um, coaches for each national federation. So yeah, the Japanese were very good in in making sure we're all kind of in a bubble as soon as we landed. Um, so all the British guys were on a on the same coach. Um, but the AB lot at a different hotel to the Paraguys. Um, but yeah, it was it was an hour hour and a half. I think I slept on the way. <laughs> as soon as we landed, I, I I used that opportunity for a bit of a nap, um, which was good. And then, do you have to take uh, tests at all while you're there? Yeah. So one of the reasons, like at the airport, things took a lot longer to get through. We had to do a PCR test on arrival. At the this airport is before, itself. At the airport, yeah. And we couldn't leave the airport until we got the results back. And then we had a test on the second day. And then the day before the race, and then straight after the race as well. Four, Four tests while out in Japan, yeah. And you were there, what, for a week? Uh, from We landed on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, I think, and left on Sunday, so yeah. Wow, so that's pretty rigorous um, testing. And yeah. did every, I presume, I mean, it's such an efficient country, everything ran really smoothly and you knew where you had to be at a particular time. Were there, were there any sort of niggles yeah. from a, a performance point of view that would put you off or was it fairly straightforward? Well, no, yeah, exactly. You said, like, the Japanese are very good at that and they're very, like, strict and routine with their, with their timings and everything. So it was, like, be here for this time, you leave and then it happens on the dot sort of thing. It was It was very efficient in that sense. The, the only downside then is that for the times that they allowed for us to train, it wasn't the most. Like, we didn't get too much time to really kind of get involved. But then we're jet lagged and stuff and make sure that we're not doing too much before the race. And obviously, it minimises the amount of the chances that we can interact with other athletes, which is obviously important just in case a case picks up or anything. So it's it was all actually really efficient and really well managed by the, by the um, Yokohama Council and the World Triathlon as well. So it was it was good. I'm sure you know that like all the opinion polls in, in Japan at the moment showing that, that, that sort of the public would rather not have the Olympics or Paralympics this summer. Did you get a sense of that at all? Was there a frosty welcome? Were you welcomed? How, how was that side of things? Could you tell? Um, I definitely didn't get the sense that we weren't, weren't welcome there. Um, it was... They seemed happy for us and like especially the hotel staff they were actually really privileged for us to be there and staying in the hotel and i got a bottle of sake for doing well and like they did all seem quite happy and cheery and they're all like really happy to be helping out and there to be a world series race well that's the impression i got anyway um, yeah that's great to hear and yeah so it, well, it did seem positive from from my end at least anyway and could you get spectators out on the course i mean i know like they're in they're in a sort of lockdown but i think the even their state of emergency is very different to to the the yeah. lockdowns that we've experienced. In that, you know, I think it's meant that maybe they've had capacity of well, I think previously it was fifty percent at sports crowds, and now it's something like five thousand. So it's very you know, and restaurants had to close at eight, and you know, our lockdown meant restaurants yeah. weren't open at all. So were you, were there spectators out there? Uh, there were people on on course side. Yeah, there were people yeah shouting, cheering. There was a uh, kind of where the park is for those that know Yokohama. Um, I think it was you, that was a coach's area, so like the public weren't allowed in the park, but out on the actual race course, um, yeah, public were allowed, I believe, to go and cheer and shout. And we had, yeah, we had people that uh, we knew from Yokohama and the embassy over there come and support us, which was actually really special as well. Oh, that's fantastic. So, a uh, great experience and really positive, and great to hear that it was so well organised. So, from Yokohama, somewhere much closer to home. 
in two weeks' time, you're at uh, Leeds for the, the triathlon there, which is it's a massive event. How special is this for you and for Paratri? Yeah, it's really it's really good because um, we, we haven't had a World Series Paratri race in, in the UK for quite a few years. Um, I think we've, we've had a couple of World Cups or a World Cup, but to actually have a a power race run alongside the AB race again is is really good. I think it's last one would have been London either 2014 or 15. Um, and being in Leeds where the World Series has been the last couple of years or seasons, like it's just great to be there as well. And it's great that they've been able to hold a power race and obviously be local. I've got friends, like they've got tickets to come watch and it'll just be really good to not have to, a, have to travel far and also do on a home soil because it's been a while. Yeah, I think it'd be a great event. I'm looking forward to watching that. I'll be on, watching it on the TV, but I, I think it's going to be a great weekend, that. And I know a lot of people are buzzing for it. And then after that, you're, you're, um, you're switching to a cycling event. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so the thing is, two days after Leeds, we'll be flying out to Portugal for UCI Cycling Road World Champs. So, yeah, have a dig at the uh, Tokyo qualification for cycling as well. Oh, you fancy doubling up? It's a possibility, yeah. <laughs> Okay, being cagey. I don't like, like to get too ahead of myself, but it's, it's a chance. Mystery. I love it. <laughs> uh, George, great. To, have you got your trophy there, by the way, from uh, your car? Yeah, I've got my medal on the table, yeah. It's on the table. That's good to know. Yeah, there it is. I <laughs> hoped it wasn't going to be far away from you. And you proved that, that it was within touching distance and show me. Great to, to see you at the top of the podium and to hear uh, such great experiences of travelling to Tokyo. And all the best for Leeds. Thank you very much. That's paratriathlete George Peasgood. And please check out the past episodes with George. A fascinating story to tell and great to see him on top of the podium at Yokohama last weekend. And great to hear of his experiences of competing in Japan. That's very much it for today. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that I'm raising money for Maggie's Cancer Centres. If you want to find out details, they're in the show notes. Or go to justgiving.com and search Destination Tokyo. And I will see you later. Bye-bye.